0: Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As it says, this is Locked On Indians, and I am your host Jeff Ellis of Twenty Four Seven Sports. The Indians don't play today, so we're gonna take a trip around the majors, look at some players that are stacking up statistically, look how teams are doing. We are almost into May, so it's a decent amount of data to kind of get a, a feel for the where teams might end up you can already kind of see how the bottom is taking place at this point after that we'll do uh after the ad break we'll take a look at lake county who also didn't play tonight and look at some of the statistical performances talk about some of the prospects down there and such so thus far with the uh, season heating up and the weather hopefully soon at some point If we just look at the Indians, they are currently in second place two and a half games behind the Twins, who have one of the better records in the American League. They have the second-best record behind Tampa, who has the best record in all of baseball. And as a matter of fact, by win percentage, the Twins have the second-best record in baseball right now. Uh, The Yankees impressively have the third-best record. I say impressively because of the sheer number of injuries they have dealt with. If the playoffs were to start today, which is a ridiculous statement to make before even it hit May, the Indians would be in as a wild card facing the Mariners and the... O- nope, facing the Yank... The Indians would not be in as a wild card as the Mariners and Yankees would be. So, I uh, yeah, I blew that there. But uh, there's plenty of time. And my bigger concern is the fact that their differential for runs this year, which has always been such a strength is just positive one. Their offensive woes are really standing out compared to the rest of the teams in baseball. Um, amongst teams who are, you know, in their vicinity, they have one of the lowest runs scored. As a matter of fact, if you're looking at total runs scored, they have the second lowest total in the American League. The only team that's worse is the Tigers. And if you remember from a few weeks ago, we pointed out the Tigers were a uh, the most futile offense. And in the National League, you only have three teams worse, the Miami Marlins, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the San Francisco Giants. So in terms of run production, the Indians are a bottom five team so far this year, and that is the primary reason they are looking up at the Twins. I've been spending a lot of time on the Major League Baseball draft, and what's kind of interesting is amongst the teams who have a top 10 pick due to record, uh, I say due to record because the Braves have a top 10 pick after failing to sign their pick a year ago, Carter Stewart. All of those teams are uh, currently with below 500 records except for the Texas Rangers. And the teams that are performing the worst in baseball right now, the Kansas City Royals, the Baltimore Orioles, the San Francisco Giants and the big stinker, the Miami Marlins, are all teams picking extremely high in the draft in June and look like they will be picking high in the draft next June as well, or in two Junes, I guess. So those teams are all scuffling, which is good for the Indians because uh, tomorrow they face the Marlins in another two game series, and hopefully, instead of a split, they'll get a win. In both games, the Marlins have just eight wins this year across 28 games. These should be gimmies. They have the worst offense in baseball, and their pitching is all right. They have a negative 58-run differential, which is not as bad as Baltimore, but uh, is worse than everyone else. So this upcoming series starting tomorrow is a good chance for the Indians to pick up two games. Now we've talked about the standings. I thought it would be interesting to look at your MLB leaders. Well, let's just stick to the AL. It's a little bit easier. I never thought I'd see a day where Tim Anderson was leading the uh, American League in batting average. There's always been questions about his hit tool. So it was uh, shocking to see him there. I doubt that's going to stay there. But uh, good for Tim Anderson. It's a really interesting list when you look down it. When you have names like... Elvis Andrews at 2. Trey Mancini. Hunter Dozier. uh, How about Sinchu Choo at 8th. Brian Goodwin at 9. Yon Mikado, another one whose hit tool was the question at 10. If you flip over to home runs, uh, Chris Davis being second at 10 isn't a surprise. Eddie Rosario being first at 11. Minor surprise, but he hit quite well a year ago. Jay Bruce being tied for third, but he has cooled off a bunch. Uh, how about tied for 11th? Yandy Diaz with seven home runs. Yeah, that that's a little bit painful. You know, he's only hitting 289 with the seven home runs. That wouldn't be useful right now for the Indians. Uh, other guys of note, former Indians or prospects, Clint Frazier's got six home runs. Uh, Estrubo Cabrera's got six home runs. It's... Uh, you know a lot of a lot of former Indians there in your kind of top 20 listing when you go back and add in you know the previously mentioned Bruce and uh Diaz and Edwin Encarnacion is also sitting there with 7 so uh yeah <laughs> less than ideal for the Indians but uh if i go back to average i will say there's where you get a bit of a bright light as an Indians fan carlos santana is hitting 300 exactly right now, which puts him in the top 20 in average. Of course, we all know on-base percentage is the better stat, and Santana is tied for fifth. Uh, Chu is seventh. He's kind of a you know an interesting name who's having a nice little rebound at this point in the year. Now, if you've been uh, checking Chu, when he uh, got to Texas, it was a bit of a disaster, but the last two years... More last year, he had a you know an OPS plus of uh, 113. He had 20 home runs each of the last two years. His OPS in 2017, the OPS plus was 100. Uh, He's playing really well this year, and I know there's going to be Indians fans going, Well, what about him as a a player who can help? He's mostly DHing in Texas, he makes 21 million this year and 21 million next year, unless Texas were to pretty much eat all of that. And the Indians were willing to give them a good prospect to eat all of that, there just doesn't seem to be a deal there that would make any sense. And Chu started out very hot last year before fading, so that is something could that could very much still occur. But I did know when I mentioned Chu and uh, Rangers team that's kind of rebuilding, that might be a thought that's popping into people's heads. You know, the rest of the the interesting thing, as I stated with these stats, is It is early, but it is a lot of names we're not used to seeing on this list. Trey Mancini is all over the place for the positive. Luke Voigt, who uh, the Yankees stole from the Cardinals. Uh, If we go back to on-base percentage, there's Diaz at 20th. He uh, tied with uh, Matt Chapman and Joey Gallo there. It's interesting that all three are third basemen, and all three are hitting for power and getting on base this year. Uh, Tommy Pham is another name that stands out on the on-base percentage list because I still don't understand how Tampa Bay stole him a year ago for virtually nothing from the Cardinals. And Hunter Dozier just stands out because uh, he was a player who was drafted in the top 10 of his draft class. and He was drafted in the top 10 of his ca- draft class as a underslot signing. Uh, famously, on draft day, uh, Harold Reynolds compared him to Troy Tulowitzki, I want to say. Uh, if it wasn't too low, it was someone close to that. Just because, you know, this was a shortstop going in the top 10 in the draft, even though anyone who watched anything knew he was not going to stick it short and knew there was an under-slot under slot signing. They used that extra money to sh- sign Sean Manea, who was eventually traded to the Athletics to uh, help them get pieces to win a World Series. So they have no regrets there. But Dozier was kind of an afterthought for a long time. So his performance this year is very interesting and he's one of those players where you look at him would the royals consider moving a 27 year old who's uh playing as well as he is possibly could be a classic case of selling high on a player where his value isn't going to get any better than this i always think back to the uh brian LaHare situation with the cubs where he made an all-star game and there was thought to be some trade value and they didn't play their hand quick enough and within a year he was in japan so sometimes you can uh you can trick teams with performance you can sell high and get something when you're not sure that there's really a whole lot there to begin with i've mentioned it before our new uh uh, partner is ZipRecruiter.com It can be hard uh, finding help finding a good workforce. It can take a long time with a lot of bad applicants uh, If you go over to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on uh, you can try the service for free If you've been uh, if you're someone out there who needs to uh, to go out there and uh, hire some workers you can go to ZipRecruiter.com so ZipRecruiter uh, sends your job to a 100 of the web's leading job boards. They use a powerful matching technology to scan thousands of resumes to find the right experience and invite them to apply for your jobs. So this isn't just people applying to your job because it's there. It's giving people an invite to apply. And as someone who has spent time looking for jobs, uh, I am much more likely to go for the invite as opposed to feeling where I feel I've been chosen as opposed to just the I'm going to throw my resume here at the wall and hope it sticks, which uh, I went through my fair share of when I first graduated from college back in 2004 and then when I moved back to Ohio a few years ago. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of the employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the same day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at the exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter. Dot com slash locked on. That's right. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, now as promised, we were going to talk about Lake County as it is Tuesday and I'm kind of setting up that uh, pattern of uh, the miners. Lake County did not play today, so I do not have a game to discuss, but we can look at some of the statistics, some of the performances and players. Since we last talked about them, Will Benson has gone into a bit of a cold streak. He's seen his average plummet. He isn't hit for any more power. His strikeouts are, again, getting out of control. He's averaging nearly two strikeouts a game. He is looking more like the Will Benson we've gotten to know over his time in the minors and is a classic example of why you don't get too excited by a month of data. Tyler Freeman, on the other hand, has been hitting more. His averages rising up the list. And he is showing that uh, he is exactly who we thought he was. Uh, Bo Naylor, not setting the world on fire, but is improving. We are seeing some uh, movement there. Jose Firmin, uh who had been doing, you know, I thought it was an interesting prospect down there. Uh, unfortunately, got hurt and is on the disabled list. And then there are kind of the other names. Uh, a lot of guys being shuffled around at this point, not really getting a lot of at bats. So we'll have to wait and see. But the the prospects to me of note, the guys who are actually getting opportunities, it's Naylor, Benson, Freeman. Uh, that is not in any order for me, as well is someone that I kind of thought was a borderline top twenty prospect. Pitching wise, Shane McCarthy has continued to be absolutely filthy which is what you expect for a polished pitcher of his sort. I never have quite gotten the Indians' reluctance to push these college players. Um, You know, The McCarthys and the Morgans are relatively low upside. They're not going to really add much. They're not going to pick up another pitch. They're not going to add a ton of velocity unless it's just to build up confidence. It just always struck me as odd to have these guys sitting there in the lower levels when they just utterly dominate it. And they're obviously not being challenged. I I don't know. I, I don't get it at all. Uh, the other prospects know uh, Luis Oviedo is probably the biggest pitching prospect down there, and he is still continuing to struggle. He has walking guys. He's not missing bats. It's like He looks like a complete opposite of a year ago. And Raymond Burgos who's one of my kind of like sleeper, favorite prospects uh five starts just seven walks 26 strikeouts in 24 innings the big lefty is continuing to perform and continuing to make himself one of the more interesting upside helium candidates in the system uh i think most people would have expected those numbers to be a vetoes after what he did last year mahoning valley but it's burgos who i feel like is stealing the show just because of the chance for ceiling mccarthy might have the lower era and is going more uh innings per outing but when you look right now at this point uh Burgos and McCarthy Burgos has had one more start and he's pitched 2.1 more innings he has four more strikeouts and one less walk so while McCarthy's ERA is just a hair over two which you know we all get distracted by ERAs um if you're of a certain age, that was like the primary way I was taught to judge a pitcher along with pitcher wins. And while I know pitcher wins are worthless, I still tend to look at ERA first, just as a a matter of habit. But Burgos is out pitching McCarthy uh, by a lot of ways you could look at it. Now, it's not a perfect comparison. I mean, McCarthy's only giving up 12 hits. Burgos has given up 28, so he's still getting, they're making contact on Burgos. But for a player with his lack of experience, who still needs to fill out, who's so much younger and raw, it's nice to see him approaching what McCarthy has done this year. A player you expect to dominate a level. And you can look at Burgos and you can see the potential there. And for an Indians team that has not really had a left-handed starter since uh I mean it's Scott Casimir, and if you go before Casimir, it's Cliff Lee, and if you go before Lee, it's what Sabathia. Are those the last three guys who pitched an entire inning or an entire year as an Indian starter? It might be. Uh, it's nice to see Burgos is a, a lefty performing. You know Sam Henke, as we talked about, is the top left-handed pitching prospect in system, but he's had his struggles this year. So uh, yeah, Ramon, Raymond Burgos, keep your eye on him. Tyler Freeman I think is the top prospect in the entire team and there's some there's some fun players to watch. Uh it is sad to see Benson returning to be Will Benson. I don't know if he's ever going to be a major league player. We'll have to continue to watch Bo Naylor um just because his uh the Indians could really use some catching depth in the minors. And they have drafted a catcher just about every year. Unfortunately, basically none of them have panned out over the last five years. I want to thank you again for listening. Remember, you can tell your smart device to play Locked on Indians. You can subscribe on the Himalaya app, Google, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. The subscriptions, the rate and reviews, telling your friend, that's huge for us. We are sneaking up. We're over 100 subscriptions per podcast, so thank you. And as always, Go Tribe!